Mike, that was a little 8-bit Johnny Cash Ring of Fire, Chris. Sweet. I love me some Johnny Cash. Man in Black, dude. Dude, he was a pillhead after my own heart. <laughs> Sweaty pillhead. Dude, that guy, man, he loved his pills. Him and Elvis. I, isn't that written on his uh, tombstone? He loved his pills. <laughs> he it loved, is not. He it loved, should be. He loved June, and he loved his pills. Man, he did a quote one. He was like, I was put on this earth to do this. Talking <laughs> about popping pills. Oh. I can relate. I can relate. He, liked, was, he uh, liked the amphetamines, too, so I think that's why I have a soft spot for Mr. Cash, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, always, I feel like I'm cheated for two things. I never, like, uh, oxy, uh, cotton got really big when I got sober. Mm-hmm. Like, it blew up. I never got to do that, and I never got to take speed in pill form. Neither did I. Do they, like, that's some, well, yeah. I mean, we had I no meth. dose. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like real amphetamines, like Mother's Little Helpers. Yeah. Back w- in the day. I never got to do that. Dude, I would have been up on that shit. I would have been rocking and rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so this is the Johnny episode because with the exception of our good friend, El Mysterioso. That El will be, Mysterioso. That will be coming in, uh, who has some great stories talking shit about both Johnny and I, because he knew us back in the day. He used to be my boss. I can't believe he was your boss. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, See, man. I he, knew him always working with Roger, and he was Roger's helper. So. Evil but evil. Yes. And so my wife is really good friends with Gus. You know, she interned, so... Um, when she was going to college, she interned at the, his clothing company that he was working at. Um, Jaisal. Peter uh, Jaisal's Peter line. Jaisal. 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 You're right. And so that's how we ended up kind of meeting. And they always hung out. Roger and Gus always hung out at the Blue Cafe. But uh, And I think everyone in Orange County at one point in time had the three-quarter length uh, pleather jacket that they made. Oh, yeah. That was like a staple. Like, if you lived in Orange County, you got to get this jacket. Yeah, that. And with the uh, black flies, that was like the uniform. The yeah. Orange County 20-something uniform was that <laughs> jacket and black flies. Was that before or after um, sweatpants with tank tops going to a club and thinking that's okay? Because I, I rocked a lot of that, too. You know what? I'll be totally <laughs> honest. Uh, I never went to club. I was, I was a... Were you, you know, already like, married? Were you like one of those... No, you, I was married. Well, I got married. I mean, I moved out here. In 95, with my then-girlfriend, now-wife. So, we, I mean, we were always together. Bro, that's like bringing sand at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, oh, dude. Yeah. So, no, I was not a... I was a dive bar guy. Oh, I love dive bars, too, Chris. But no. I would go to the clubs also. Empire Ballroom was the shit. Preferably if they had that, that video game, uh, Golden Tea. Oh, yeah. The Were you one of those game? fuckers that would smack the glass when you would drive? There was always a guy doing golden tea that would just be like really inappropriately loud on that game where you're like, whoa, dude, are you trying to put your hand through the glass right now? Yeah, no, that's true. I love that game. Did, how many times high did, and drunk and playing <laughs> that game. How many times did people, I knew people that had that in their house. Shut up, really? Yeah. Dude, I love that game. I, I knew, haven't thought I, about that game for 20 years. I knew drug dealers that had golden tea in their house. Dude, they should have been my drug dealer. And guess what Guess what they would do when they went to the dive bar? No. Play golden tea. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Yeah. I respect that, though. That was like the original Fortnite. 
golden tea. <laughs> so anyway, um, with the exception of Gus and uh, we're talking about Mr. Rogers, the documentary. Yeah, um, we'll get to it, Chris. We don't tell well, everyone. Well, no, but other than that, and then our top five. Okay, maybe I do know a lot about this episode. Yeah. I was just saying I didn't know shit, but apparently I do. So normally I like to put forth some effort and prepare for this podcast. I actually have to. Chris. What? I Why are you to, interrupting me? I have me? to talk a little bit about last podcast. I, well, I forgot All right. Well, hold on a second, bitch. Okay. Jesus. Chris, we're on a schedule. But I was going to go to Tecosti Station and pick up some new power <laughs> converters. <laughs> so I'd like to put forth some effort. Um, last episode, I put forth almost zero effort. And we got like freaking, I don't know, maybe like six people who were like, hey, that was like the best one yet. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, really? All right. Well, I'm done preparing. Yeah. So anyway, all right, Johnny. Now, get us back on schedule. What do you need to talk you, about? You know what I love? I feel like I got the old Chris back because your arms have not been uncrossed this whole time you've been talking. You know what, Johnny? You're kind of a bitch. So you know, and it's like you say, like, "Oh, this is Johnny." He'll text me, going, "Hey, dude, can you come over and do this at ten o'clock at my house?" If I don't reply immediately, it's like, so. So did you find out? Can you do it? Um, hey, can you do it? Hey, uh, uh, I really, I, can you do it? And I'm like, fuck, dude. Yes, I'll do it. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, ask me something. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking you shit. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. Hey, um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, last podcast, my brother pointed out, um, you know, when I was when I was telling everyone about Donovan's diabetes and said that we went to Chalk Hospital, I didn't say how awesome they were to us over there. And uh dude, that place does everything for the kids and it's all about the kids and if parents get their feelings hurt, they don't care. They just want the kids to be happy. And I gotta say they were so awesome to Nikki and I. And and if I ever am rich one day, Chris, that's where all my donations are going is to Chuck Hospital, Orange County. Jackson uh, had uh, pneumonia when he was, man, I guess he was probably three. And he was in Chuck for a week, and they were superstars. They were really good. And, you know, firemen came by and gave him, like, a yeah. stuffed animal. And, I mean, it was really, well, really cool. Well, when Donovan was in there, uh, Jennifer Gardner came and visited that we didn't see her. She was downstairs and we were going through all our stuff. Jennifer but, Gardner? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. Well, I didn't meet her. So why would I tell you? <laughs> but, but. It's only impactful if it happens to me. Exactly, dude. And then when Donovan had his uh, one month checkup on Monday, I had to miss work and we had to go in there. And uh, who was there, Chris? <laughs> Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yes. You know what, dude? The goat. You know what? Normally, I have very strong opinions about Kobe Bryant. And Can't say shit. I didn't say shit that time because he like, took a photo with your son. Yeah, and, and none of his kids were there. It wasn't like... Because that was some of the reaction was like, oh, is one of Kobe's kids sick? They thought the only reason he'd be there is because like, one of his children, one yeah. of his little girls were sick or something. I'm like, They're, nope. I'm sorry. You cannot... I don't know. I can't talk shit about Kobe if he's doing charity work. Yeah. Yeah. At a children's <laughs> at a children's hospital. You know, actually speaking, so one of he's kinda seems like in the last couple years he's kinda turned into a douchebag, but Johnny Depp. 
I love Johnny Depp and I will forever love Johnny Depp because his daughter had cancer and was in a children's hospital in I, I, it was in Europe. I think it was in Ireland and he called Disney and had him send over his uh, Jack Sparrow costume and spent the whole day as Jack Sparrow yeah. walking around. And I was like, dude, that's rad. I so. heard, I heard Ron Perlman, uh, he, uh, dressed up as Hellboy for a six year old and went to a hospital as Hellboy. You know what? Right. When you said that <clears throat> I heard Perlman, yeah. but registered was Ron Jeremy. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, so the hedgehog, um, Ron Jeremy, <laughs> porn star extraordinaire, <laughs> went to a children's hospital. Right on the table, just whipped it out. It was like, check this out, <laughs> 12 inches. If you drink your milk. <laughs> Dude, that's horrible. All right. Um, oh, yeah, and the other thing. I, uh, so, uh, Casey Jones. Not Casey Joe. Oh, no. You mean Casey? Yeah, your new <laughs> nickname. I forgot about that. Casey your your jo- nickname is Casey Joe. <laughs> um, oh, and the best part, yeah, your brother pointing out. That my my great grandpa worked with Casey Jones oh, yeah, in yeah. in uh in Tennessee. Billy freaking raked you over the coals was for free- Casey Joe. Yeah, yeah. He was like, really? Your our grandpa, great grandpa worked with him. And I guess what? Here, just for a little side note, because dude, like I said, <laughs> I think my response back to was, I thought that song was about a trucker on speed. <laughs> Looking out for cops, because it was trouble behind and trouble ahead. Well, in the song, it's driving that train high on cocaine. Yeah. But, but I thought that was a metaphor for his uh, vessel. <laughs> I didn't think it was someone... I thought train was a metaphor for semi-truck. <laughs> yeah, dude. I didn't think it was about a famous guy saving lives. Because uh, the Grateful Dead, dude, let's be honest. They're like the number one white trash band in the world, or they were. You get well. You, you know what? I, I mean, I understand. We yeah. the Godfathers of white trash. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I kind of think of like white trash as being like. Uh, I mean, come on, let's be honest, dude. Guns and Roses. No, that's Blues had a baby, and they called it rock and roll. Rock and roll had a baby. It was Guns and Roses. Chris, get right. <laughs> that's kind of white trash. Like I would think of like hair bands, like Warrant. Great white. Yeah, yeah, and they all come from like the Midwest. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I understand where you I mean, I would probably say 98% of the fans of the Grateful Dead are freaking white, yeah, dirty hippies. So anyways, anyway, great grandpa worked with them in Jackson, Tennessee and mm-hmm. said, on a side note, guy was kind of a dick. I mean, did he call him Casey Joe? <laughs> Maybe. But he said, he said <laughs> Casey Jones, he did not care for him. And, uh, and he also invented one of the, like my great grandpa, my brother was telling me the story. He used to give us like, uh, like a quarter if we, it was called like something like cat on swing or something. And basically it was, it was a game he invented just to have us shut the fuck up when we were re- like running around his house. He had like a, 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 sw- um, a bench swing out in front of his house. So he would like push it really hard. And if we were quiet the whole time until it completely stopped, we got a quarter. But that, so that would take up like 10 minutes of his time of us ten being minute, quiet. 10 minutes of, you know what, some, though, sometimes 10 minutes of quiet from kids is yeah. just, it's like a little nap. Well, I saw a new one on Refreshing. I saw a new one on Instagram where a guy came over and said, my uncle's a savage. And it, he, he had two kids line up with, and put 
and they had to hold $5 bills with their nose against the wall. Two kids at the same time. First one that dropped their $5 bill, the other one got to keep both. Dude, that's amazing. That's that, like 45 minutes, dude. Dude, that's 10 bucks. That's worth it. 10 bucks to have the kids shut up for 45 minutes. Yeah, for sure. I think Donovan and Desi are going to play a game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't need that because the new... Uh, the new season of Fortnite just uh, <laughs> just came out yesterday. You mean Golden Tea? I haven't even seen my kids since that came out. Yeah. It's, all the cross platforms are open. Everybody's playing everyone, dude. Yeah, I don't get it. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. They're killing everyone out there with them rocket <laughs> launchers. Yeah. All right. So um, is that it? Are we on schedule? I think we're on schedule. You, let's, uh, let's start the show. What's up, nerds? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for the Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. So, to go with your um, hashtag, Chris is a narc, I'm just going <laughs> to say right now that we started doing the Top 5, and you fucking forgot what your number 5 was, so you stopped recording and re-recording. Well, and there was an airplane going over. No, you did not. That was an afterthought. So this top five is top five soundtracks and anyone who knows me, I'm just not into music anymore. Like I just don't listen to music. Chris thinks music stopped being recorded in 1987. No, we'd say 93. <laughs> 93? 93. And so to, I'm, to get, since this is your idea and to entice it, you're like, Chris, you can pick all of them, all of them first. And then I will, um, I'll make my choice after that. Because so we normally, don't have the same one. Normally, we'll both pick five. We send them to each normally other. Normally, we don't have the same one. Every, like there'll be like one or two. Every once in a while. but Didn't see it coming, Chris. So I picked two. My number two and number one, Johnny was like, you son of a bitch. I wanted to pick those. And then he was like, all right, I'll give those to you. But your number one has to be this one. And I didn't. My number one's the other one. And you were incensed. I am so infuriated fuck, by fuck this. Fuck you. And I stand by it. I stand by it. Anyway, all right. So what's your number five? Do you remember now what your number yeah, five is? I do, Chris. All right. Hit me. Well, it's because I was changing it. My number five pick would be the soundtrack to the Emilio Estevez movie, Repo Man. You know and what? It, it, all punk rock. I have it. I used to own it on vinyl. I was actually going to give it to Jugs, and I can't find it. Somebody might have stolen it at a party. I've never seen Repo Man. What? <laughs> Super Troopers and Repo Man? Dude, but it's got it's got like Black Flag, Iggy Pop on it. It's like all these uh all these aliens <laughs> that come down to the to Earth, they love punk rock music and it's like it's like fucking fucked up world. You gotta dude, seriously? What's the one that what's the two the movie you and Tooth Hail as with Harrison Ford? They just did the part two to it. The one where I'm like, eh, overrated. Fuck, dude, I don't know. What are you talking about? Harrison Ford? Yeah. The The movie that Ryan Gosling played the second one in. Oh, Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner's, eh. I wasn't that impressed with Blade Runner. Dude, you're a son of a bitch. But then we found out, too, that mine didn't have... I watched the director's cut, and mm -hmm. so there's no narration on it. Yeah, no voiceover. And that's the first time dude, I ever love, saw it. Dude, Blade Runner's the best. Anyway, all right. Um, the difference between me and you is you'll actually watch the movies that I like, and I don't watch the movies you tell me to watch. 
Yeah. We, you, there's no time in the, on the planet for that. We know that. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have time. I'm really busy doing stuff. <laughs> All right, my number five pick. I didn't it, know masturbation took up so much of your time. Oh no, it does for sure. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's not get, the it's not the masturbation. Gotta light the candles. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the hiding the masturbation. <laughs> it's the prep work. I gotta buy scented <laughs> candles. <laughs> oh heavens! All right, uh, my number five, and I'm kind of looking at this right now, and I just remember one song from it. So this is kind of like I don't know. It's the soundtrack to Highlander, which was done by Queen. See, and I'm a huge Queen fan, and I, it's not... Dude, I, I love Highlander. Flash Gordon, fuck yeah. Ooh. Ah, he's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> he loves every one of us. Shit, maybe... Okay, my number five is Flash Gordon it by Queen. Been. It should have been. It should have been. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What's your number four? My number four, fucking dope soundtrack, dope movie, Train Spotting. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, right? That's a good one. You know, have you watched the second one, the sequel? Saw it in the theater. Did you like it? It was okay. I didn't I mean, watch it. I, I think I kind of started it. I started like a minute and then I just promptly stopped because I felt like it was going to ruin the first one for me. Kind of. So I It's, it's like if they it. made a Fight Club part two. You know what I mean? Yeah, not a good idea. Like some movies should just be left uno. Yeah. All right. My number four, Pulp Fiction. Dude, a good soundtrack. I, Chris, I'm not going to lie. You have strong picks. I already know what you're going to be picking. And Oh, my next four. Number five, as you can tell, I should have just done four. I'm like, I'm just <laughs> doing four because the four are strong picks. Or, just, or, or as we know now, should have been Flash Gordon. Yeah. Well, no, it was Flash. You're going to edit that in post, right? <laughs> right. You need to oh. go. My number five is Flash Gordon. <laughs> Flash Gordon. By Queen. All right. What's your number three? Number three? I, you know, I do pick these because I like the movies, too. And I think that with the proper soundtrack, as you know, and your ones coming up, it enhances the movie. So it it's like it, cocaine and Merlot. Fucking the perfect mix, baby. Yeah, understood. Um, number three is Dazed and Confused soundtrack. You know what? I just read that 25-year anniversary. Oh, yeah? Just now, yeah. 25 year anniversary, Days and Confused. Dude, I feel old. Yeah, you got a joint? Oh. Be a whole lot cooler if you did. <laughs> you know what I like about high school girls? <laughs> we get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Dude. And that was a really good use of me. And, my, and you know what's cool is my son. Loved that movie so much, and he's totally, he listens to that soundtrack constantly. My kids go to sleep to one and two, both of them. Awesome Mix 1 and Awesome Mix 2. Yeah, that is a really good, good choice of music. It was perfect. Now, I I know that the director uh, picked most of the songs for the soundtracks. Yeah. And now that he's been fired for some old jokes that he did. Dude, yeah, they were they were pretty inappropriate jokes. James, got, you know what? And I read those Twitter things, and it's like they weren't even funny. No, he was and just it was, doing it for like that was the joke. It was like this is super inappropriate, and it was just stupid. But it's I Fox News, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I dude, it was just stupid. What a way to lose your job over something. Yeah, something way like over there when but, yeah. Whatever. What are you going to do? We live in a... Me Too movement world. 
Ooh, <laughs> I'm distancing my. Are you making fun of the Me Too no, movement? No, I think I think uh, I am not with Johnny and best frenemies <laughs> does not condone his stance on hashtag Me Too. <laughs> All right, now we got that out of the way. Uh, I mean, hold on. You did your three, right? I did do my number three. Look at you fucking me up. All right. You, so my number two. No, it's and this my is, number two, Chris. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, go ahead. Fix that in post, okay? Wow. <laughs> Fix it in post. Number, number two, uh, Boogie Nights soundtrack. Yeah, that's a good one. Feel, feel, feel. Feel my heat. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. My wife, so we had the soundtrack. Uh-huh. This was years ago, and she went to, she drove to Vegas with, um, I think it was actually her boss at the time, and they were listening to the sound, and that part came on where they're like, <laughs> we will rock you, and she was like, hey, this is my, uh, this is my husband's band, what do you think? <laughs> come on, come on, come on. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's good. She's like, ah, I'm just fucking with it. <laughs> it's Mark Wahlberg. Uh, actually, it's funny, too. I heard an interview in Howard Stern that it was um, Donnie Wahlberg was on there talking about his brother, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. And he's like, oh, dude, from Boogie Nights, that's actually how he sounds. <laughs> like, that is legitimately. <laughs> that, that's him. why he was a rapper. That's why my brother was a rapper. You no. Know, and it was, he was like, that's really him singing. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, all right. My number two, which you think should be my number one soundtrack singles Dude, the anthem to the grunge era might be my, it's probably my favorite soundtrack of all time just because that era i think i would you know i'd found my own and listening i was working in a record store um do the the smashing pumpkin song at the end of that that takes it out see and i think for me my if i had to do my top five favorite songs which we might have to do sometime would by Alice in Chains. Dude. Would probably be on that top five. And so that song's on the soundtrack. And that was the first time I ever heard the song. Dude, uh, I actually learned uh, Chloe Dancer, Mother Love Bone song on piano. That's mm -hmm. the only song I know how to play on piano. And I learned that after that soundtrack. I was like, I have to learn this song because I like it so much. Actually, the only sound or song I know how to play on the piano Jaws. is no, Hot, <laughs> hot Cross Buns. Hot Cross Buns? Yeah. So anyway. So singles is my number two, which you think should be my number oh, one. Oh, yeah, I mean, I but mean, I stand th by my are, number one. These are subjective. Let's let's be honest, subjective. But in my opinion, I would have used that as my number one. That's fair. That's fair. But my number one, one of the greatest musicians of all time, so good they gave him his own movie. Prince, Purple Rain soundtrack. Okay, so this is we haven't been lit up for um <laughs> our top five list or things that were said during the top five list for a while this might be one of those things. no way dude i'll fucking i will i have never stand by it. first of all i have never seen the movie purple rain what well no holy it gets worse you need to and i've gotten into arguments like when i worked in a magazine i told said this to the music editor and i thought he was gonna punch me in the throat i don't like prince what? Yeah, I don't like Prince. My wife loves Prince. Don't like Prince. You've never seen Purple Rain. Never seen Purple Rain. And I don't like Prince. More stay in the times in it too, bitch. 
go cleanse yourself in the Lake Mon. What is it? What's that <laughs> fucking line? Lake Winnetonka. Yeah, whatever. Minnetonka. Yeah. You Dude. see, her, hey, hey, you see her titties right when he says that. So just letting you know. <laughs> you know what? Maybe for a twelve-year-old boy, that would be enticing. But freeze frame. <laughs> Dude, I just never got into print. I mean, I'm, I know he's an incredible musician. Hey, you've seen where I seen I, you, Prince, doing uh, "Creep," Radiohead's "Creep" at Coachella. No, I'll, I'll I'll send it to you today. I mean, and I can appreciate his. I mean, he was a genius. He was a musical genius. I just have never liked Prince. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so my number top one. Wait, I think I can guess it. Is it Kung Fu Panda soundtrack? <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> My favorite soundtrack of all so time. I'm mad at you right now. The Crow. Dude, very I good. I mean, come on. How, have, how the, emo of you, Chris. The Cure, Stone Temple Pilots, Nine Inch Nails, Rage Against the Machine, Violent Femmes, just to list Dude. a few. And I think that Nine Inch Sales song, Dead Souls. It's a is Joy my... Division song. Did you know that, Chris? No, actually, I didn't. It's a Joey Division song. Well, it was fucking fantastic. It might be my favorite Nine Inch Nails song. Nine Inch Nails cover. Cover. Whatever, <laughs> dude. They're fucking. Don't get all fucking musical on me, bitch. <laughs> you know what, dude? You know what? Next month's top five are top five favorite books. Well, I hope. Fuck you. I hope you're going to enjoy waiting five years for the podcast. <laughs> so I got to read four more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone knows I read one book. Uh, and that you just read the cliff notes. Like Chris, you're number one, number two, Those and are, three, dude. No, he, I think my top four, my five was a little uninspired. Flash Gordon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, well, this wasn't a bad top hey, five. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you right now. I think you beat me this this month on top five. I don't like Prince. Oh, all right. <laughs> Never meant to cause you any sorrow Never meant to cause you pain No one no more time see you like fame Okay, so we have a special guest that came into the studio today. Um, his name's Johnny. <laughs> no. Uh, good friend, Gus, a.k.a. El Mysterioso. Yes. Uh, so you have, we were talking before we recorded, so I think I've known you for about like 23 years. That was off the record, right? Well, <laughs> completely off the record. Nothing's off the record, because okay. we're not uh, journalists. Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah, we're not uh, beholden to that. Okay. Um, fine line. Yeah, I've known Gus for 
probably like 20, 22 years. It's a lot. Too. Yeah, we try to do the math. I'm not very good with math. So Neither am I. Yeah, I think Chris <laughs> kind of got the closest. So, yeah, I think it's, it was around like 96, 97. He's definitely known both of us longer than you and I have known. Grunge was big then, I think. That's what. <laughs> and uh, three-quarter length pleather jackets. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, he yeah. brought up we, the, yeah. the Jaisal, you know, pleather. Best time of my life. Dude, yeah. if, if you lived in Orange County, you had to have that jacket oh, to go yeah. out in. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, uh, I've never folded so many pleather jackets for <laughs> urban outfitters, I think, at one point. It, so. A the, million dollars in those jackets once. Dude, oh, really? Yeah. It was me folding them all, putting hang tags on. Everyone, so my wife was going to college yes. and she interned for JSOL. So that's how, I think that's how we first met you. Uh, we were going down to the Blue Cafe a lot. Okay, was that it? Yeah, all and right. then we got to talking. You were working the door, I think, right? I might, that, have still, I might have still been busting and barbacking. I Possibly. think they just realized how bad I was yeah, at that, and then so they, they put me put, at the door. I think that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, this guy's a dick. So door the, material. It was, it was Jamie and Mike P. I think uh, Jamie was working the bar maybe upstairs or something, or yeah. Mike P. downstairs. Yeah. yeah. So the uniform I remember from that time period was those pleather yeah. jackets yes. and black flies. Yeah. Sunglasses. Yeah. 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 I, I owned a lot of crushed velvet uh, shirts with dice buttons. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that was that was uh, what was Hi Fi? I think was the uh, other company or Swank clothes. Yeah, and Johnny Suede and yeah, all them. dude. Yeah, oh, where are they now? We should have a party <laughs> and just, and wear like your best '90s club clothes. I think I still have a few of those jackets. Dude, I, get, I was just gonna ask you, do you have any of them that fit me? I'd rock that shit. Now. You, would you? All right, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I got a nice tangerine uh, <sighs> number. Done. <laughs> I have a lime green pleather jacket. Yeah, that's the good one. I think we had. <laughs> I think we had Chris Isaac wear that one time on uh, Johnny or what was it, Jay Leno or something. Oh no, yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I we, remember you telling me once that. Nikki Six was it? Nikki Six wrote you guys a letter. Uh, no, it was uh, Michael Stipe. It was. Yeah. Oh Michael God, Stipe. I thought it was. He How might get Nikki Six. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But I just remember Michael Stipe sending a couple photographs and a letter, and he was uh, super stoked that it was like vegan. You know, it oh, was just. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, so that's cool. That was his. Yeah. You got to so. remember too, in the '90s, like a lot of brands out here were. The epicenter, like you had, yep. you had Gwen on Tragic Kingdom wearing Heather Eddy's dress, yeah, right, right, and you know Sublime wearing all the black flies, and it was like the patent leather shoes. I think Treader UK was another one that yeah. was making those shoes and stuff. So it was a good time. I'm telling you, it was flashy place to be, dude. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of that time period, so I want to hear some. Just like your favorite Johnny story oh, from back man. in the day. Let's see. I think it was, what was it, TCJ? Was that what they called you? That was for Too Cool Guy. That was that. <laughs> no, I think it was Too Cool Johnny. Was it T? Oh, no, it was it's TCG. T TCG. Yeah, that's and, what it was. And this was a nickname that was, came up from uh, Heather Bell, uh, who, who you were dating at the time. She, yeah. she was like the, the older, really cool girl. And she'd she called like, you TCG? She'd be like, ah, oh, it's fucking TCG's here. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, it was just a bunch of hair salon chicks always getting together oh, <laughs> at Stag oh. Bar, or whatever. Did you know him because you were in beauty school? No, this is no, what I was, wanted to go to beauty school. You were of working at House of Flies, weren't you back yeah. then? Yeah, that's yeah. how it all came together. It was the clothing, and then the black flies, kind of like uh, you know, we I think we did a whole catalog where they wore our clothes, you know, and so that was like 
then we were just bros for life. Yeah. Everybody was just kind of wearing the same thing. It was a it's pretty a, small scene too. Like you, I remember you were always with Evil Bull Weevil. Yeah, and yeah, that was the Roger crew. Russell. Roger Russell. Yeah. 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 Oh, dude, yeah. you guys were like, I think you guys were the original best frenemies. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I, I, I'd be stoked to find a picture like the ones that you guys use for your of me and Roger. I mean, it could almost be. Done. I will have uh, get Lou, <laughs> Lou Dog Photog on now. Oh, yeah. Freaking that guy has too much time in his But that was like the club rubber days too, right? Or even earlier, Empire Ballroom. Oh, yes. That's what it was. And Costa Mesa Stag Bar. Yeah. Oh, I remember that place. What was the name of the singer down there? Louie. And he go. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That place. There was a lot of shit going down there. And the Little Night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never. I never. So moving i moved from utah to Long that Beach. was after right we was it were you was Blackfly still around when you when i met you and jamie was yes. that kind of still going like club it, rubber and all that stuff it, yes it okay. was but we never went to orange county yeah ever yeah like maybe seal beach to get like sushi or something yeah but like costa mesa i mean never we we never came down here yeah and so the whole scene down i have no idea it was just all long beach we just stayed in long beach yeah um it was good i think after when we were in costa mesa we did that whole empire ballroom thing and then and then i guess we kind of grew up and moved to long beach and (laughs) and like had like a real job for the most part but you were at a super hip um store called i think it was villains no vendetta Vendetta. that's right oh man okay now everything everything's firing back (laughs) it's all (laughs) coming it was was across the street from triangle square yeah and they sold like super hard to find like movie posters like yeah super dope stuff yeah like really cool we did some vintage we did some uh rock and roll posters movie posters and yeah, it was a fun time. <laughs> it was a good time. And it was right, you know, I mean, it's like we close up and go to the stag bar because it was still there. Yeah. So where was the stag bar? It's it a was, parking lot now. It's where, yeah. you know where Mother's is? Yeah. It's about four parking places Yeah, yeah. towards the back of uh, the Mother's parking lot. Like they just bulldozed it down and really made like four. So like Mother's were yeah. like the Borders bookstore used yeah. to be? Yeah. Yeah. It was off to the side right there. It was this little tiny square shack. Huh. And it had a screen door for the back of their door. <laughs> like no kitchen, just a screen door. Yeah. And then was a, do they still have another stag in like uh, Newport they, or something They like did. That? They, they changed it. it to uh, something okay. else. Uh. But I actually had my 21st birthday there twice. <laughs> 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 at 20, I celebrated my 21st uh, there. And gotcha. at 21, I celebrated my uh, 21st there. Oh, and they're like, awesome. wait so a second. <laughs> was Johnny, so I obviously, I've never been around Johnny loaded. Was he just super fucking annoying? Oh man, yeah, he was. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was. You just heard his voice from a mile away. You just heard this high pitched voice. Like here he comes. <laughs> I mean, they were like the older guys. You know. You know when the little brother wants to hang out with the big brother. Yeah, that's exactly it. I always liked them, but I could tell that I annoyed the shit out of them, and but you I know didn't the care. thing is, we're at an age now, dude. We're not that much younger than... Yeah, but at that time when you're yeah. like 21 and they're like 25, they've been doing it, dude, you know? They've been doing the deal for like <laughs> yeah, four years. for like four years. They're seasoned veterans. Dude, they know what's up. <laughs> We're just the freshmen coming in. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like me being loaded because I was just super mellow and fun to be around, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a, like who I worked with, Daryl Ray, was their age. 
So I was kind of, he would always like big brother me and like take me everywhere yeah, with well, him. It was, it was, what was always amazing to me is just the women that you would go after. <laughs> Six feet and over, at oh. least it had to be Dude, like just all these amazing. Tall, yeah. And he was, and he was, and he was good at it. You know what? <laughs> what the thing, I remember. <laughs> I saw a picture online and it was like of this little wiener dog, like doing it with like a, a golden oh, retriever. There you go. That's exactly it. <laughs> so that was kind of like Johnny, like. <laughs> Just going for it. <laughs> you know, I tried the confet- confetti approach. You know, you throw it yeah. all up there, and some of it's going to land. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he had the hot spot, too. He was working the House of Flies, and so they had all those girls coming in oh, from yeah. Inland Empire just going, oh, hey, and, you know, this guy's a smooth talker. He's yeah. a salesman now, I, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Gift of gab. That's all you need. And a, and a, and a spiky hairdo. Oh, yeah. Black, a lot of colors, black too. spiky hair. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it was uh, the good old days. Yeah, you know. I mean, looking back, I, I see pictures. I don't know. It's like you know, uh, checking out the what's it, House of Flies or something. Is oh, that the Instagram? Jack, that's Jack doing it. Oh. So he has he has these archives of just oh man. hundreds of thousands of pictures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he had like what was it, Lava Magazine too? You yeah. know. So it's like every now and again I pull those out, reminisce of the good old days. Those are. Crazy. I'm surprised more people didn't die at yeah. those times. There was yeah. a couple of ODs and stuff, but like yeah. for the most part, God, I just, we we're bulletproof, man. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So speaking of uh, not dying, so I was telling, <laughs> I was telling Johnny. Great segue. That, I love it. It's the king of the segues over there. <laughs> <laughs> that, so, I mean, you were like... A, my boss, right? I mean, it was like Leonard oh, and you back yeah. in visuals. Good old slow lane long days. <laughs> there you go. There's his. All right. I'm it. So he did. I, I told Johnny that I've had two nicknames in my life. I mean, with obviously with the exception of all the, like, you know, fucker and asshole, but like. <laughs> we all had those. <laughs> Pillbilly? Ah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Pillbilly yeah. and Slow Lane Long. Where'd Pillbilly come from? That one sounds familiar, too. Because I would walk around and, like, Milk or, like, Zach uh, would be like, Hey, you holding? No. The sidler is like Tic Tacs. Yeah. They're like, come on, Pillbilly. The Boone County mating call. There you go. That's what you called it. The... <laughs> that's a boone county mating call oh, oh boone county yeah oh, okay <laughs> uh so yeah slow lane long so where did that come from that was i i'm pretty sure i came up with that one no you did and, and, I and that was did. around the time when pagers were big so we couldn't call like a cell phone to see where you're at and this guy <laughs> would just have to go down the 405 from like huntington beach to costa mesa and pick something up Two hours, something later, <laughs> the guy just shows <sighs> up and it's like, where has he been, you know? And it's like, pay, I, think, I think that's how we would try to contact our drivers when on the road. It's like pager or something. Yeah, but yeah. It was just one of those things. It's, 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 it was a crapshoot. You never knew when this guy, and I, you know, to tell you the truth, I was doing drugs around that time too, and I had no idea that that's what you were doing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. told it, we went to, man, we went to Depeche Mode. Up at, yes. uh, like, I don't know, uh, six months ago, eight uh, months ago? No, I think it was last, was it last year? Maybe it was last year. Yeah. Oh, dude, my memory, the older uh, I get. Yeah, right. Uh, we went sometime recently, um, and I, the slow lane long came up, and I told him, 
So when anyone got in the van with me, dude, I'm such a dirtbag. <laughs> anyone would get in the van with me, I would go like 10 miles under the speed limit to set to it up. People. To show right. that I yeah. am a slow. Yeah. But then when they would send me somewhere, I would be like hauling ass, hauling ass to Long Beach <laughs> to oh, score man. drugs. Love, it's so great just to hear you hearing you tell this story because you had me bamboozled 100, <laughs> percent dude. And I'm, like you know, and and you know how it is, it, you know, not really a drug at it per se, but you know, I had you know my vices. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, I thought I could see through certain people, but <laughs> man, I you were good. See, I had to be really, <laughs> I had to be careful. I had to hide it from everyone. Because everyone thought I was sober, that I was uh, sober, yeah. and I was still doing it. And oh, you'd already told everyone you were sober? Yeah. Oh, dude, my parents came out. Oh, fuck. They came out for like a year birthday, like my supposed year sober. Are you kidding me? Oh. From Utah, and we went out to dinner, and did it was- you, Did you go and- to the place that sold chips and just pick up a couple years. No, but I <laughs> probably like, yeah, show I'm like, yeah, I need to go out and get, I need to go get my chip. Or I were you borrowing it, yeah. it from oh, somebody dude. else? It hey, was, give me your 10, give me your two year chip. Whatever. Oh, yeah. just, Fuck dude. It was horrible. I need horrible. to get through this dinner. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Yeah. But, I knew, I knew a guy that like when you always send the new guy, like your responsibility is to buy chips for the meeting. And he, and he goes, and he figured out on the spot that he could buy, just buy the chips. So he's like, Oh, let me get a 30. And he's like, probably gonna want to give me a 60 and a 90 chip right now too that he because <laughs> he he already planned like i'm just gonna relapse and i'll show that to my wife and that one to my wife right like, right oh dude really yeah that's smart yeah so how long have you been doing so now let's go to the music well so how long have you been performing as el mysterio wait wait well, wait you went to school right for uh yeah so i went to junior college saddleback college he was probably 87 and i was always really interested in music from early on like my grandma when she you know lived in mexico she would send 45s and i would learn them and then we'd go out there during our summer break and i'd sing them to her and nobody in my family can can carry a tune at all then for whatever reason it just stuck to me so that's where it started. And I've always really, you know, kind of grew up with mariachi music. But then, you know, living by the beach, you, you, you start listening to, you know, rock and roll, this and that. And then so when I went to junior college, there was a guitar class. So I took that. I probably went in, start, I, I probably was in there for about a month, learned two chords, and then jumped, and then started writing songs and bailed on the class. Oh, shit, really? And then went <laughs> back again because I needed to learn more chords. So oh. then I stuck it out even longer, but it was, I think I had like two years at junior college and, you know, I was trying to be like a radio DJ. I was on KSBR there and I was just such an idiot. <laughs> it was like mispronouncing jazz dudes names. You know, I was like David Benoit was one. I was like, David Benoit, <laughs> David Bono Benoit. <laughs> just the worst. And we'd have like these, uh, they'd give us the cassettes of our recording and then just kind of like their, their criticisms. And it was never any good. So I'm like going, all right, well, my career in broadcasting is over. So let's pick up this guitar again and just start writing. So I did that, had a, you know, a local band in San Clemente. What was it? Reptile Wranglers, I think. And then it turned into Loveless, which I had a, another friend of ours, Kyle Hall. I don't know if you remember him, but... Uh, we were playing, he was playing drums and, and uh, I think we did a couple shows over here. What was Empire Ballroom, the New York NYC or NYC, something, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think we played a couple shows there and, 
and then uh, moved to San Diego, then started doing the whole thing with uh, JSOL, and then got back into it again. And uh, none of the music that I was doing at the time was in Spanish, but I had one song that I wrote, like my first song I ever wrote was in Spanish. And I remember when I was a kid, I would like sit there in my room and like start like writing lyrics out and then yelling down to my mom to see if I'm saying it correctly. Because <laughs> my Spanish is just, uh, it was all phonetic, you know, it was just hearing what my mom and, and, and my dad would say to me. And then I took Spanish in high school, which was just kind of like one of those courses where it's like, okay, I got this, you know, ba barely did homework, whatever. Yeah. Up until my, I'm kind of, I'm going back and forth because all these memories are starting to come back to me. So, uh, you know, bear with me. But my, my senior year in high school, I went up to my, it was uh, uh, the, the final exam in Spanish. And I went up and I talked to my teacher and she's like, you know, even if you got an A on your final, I don't even think you're going to be able to graduate. And it's like that I needed those credits to, gr to graduate, right? So... So I didn't go. So I had, so I failed Spanish <laughs> my senior year and I had to go to summer school to be able to graduate. So that was like my Spanish back in the day. And like, you know, just kind of writing that song with my mom helping me. So through the years I'd start with rock and roll bands and I'd always open up with this song in Spanish just to kind of trip people out. And then not until later in my years where I was living in Long Beach and then, uh, it was me and my buddy Ruben who worked with us at Quicksilver yeah, back in yeah. the day. And then Alex. Alex was, uh, you know, had Alex's bar. So we, uh, we had a band, started a band, my buddy Dan. And that's where, uh, well, actually, no, it was El Misterioso was the band. There was like six or seven of us. It was just a bunch of bands that kind of came together. But that was just stuff in English. Not, we didn't do it until we became Los Misteriosos where it was just all songs in Spanish. And it was covers, a lot of covers, and then I just started writing more songs in Spanish, and uh, and it kind of went from there. Like I think it was like seven years or something of, of us doing it with different members coming and going. But so that's where Los and you know Los Mysteriosos. Now we just got our first out. We just put out our first album, and that came out. Uh, that was uh, well. It, it was we finished recording and, and uh, mastering and all that, so we kind of had it in July, I think. But the actual vinyl didn't come out till I think the end of August. It takes like two months to get that thing pressed. So. And the album's fan Fantasmas. Fantasma. Yeah. What does Fantasmas mean? It's uh, phantasms. That's an easy one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's. So we have a copy of it. Yeah. Jenny and I have a copy of it yes. in vinyl. I think it's over here somewhere. Yeah, cool. uh, but then can people get it? I mean, is it on? It's on Bandcamp. You can, uh, you know, it's an MP3 that you can get. You know, there's no CD or anything. It's just two kind of ways, two versions, either vinyl or uh, download the MP3s. Do they so, even make, I mean, do do people still do CDs? Is it just all downloads? Dude, I, I gave, I burned a a album or a cd for a millennial and they i handed it to them they said what the fuck is this <laughs> and then they said i have absolutely no way to play this yeah <laughs> so, even in their car yeah. aren't their like cars don't, don't come with cds players anymore my car doesn't even have a yeah. cd player yeah, no. shit really the computers don't have a drive no anymore. my wife's right. new computer yeah. doesn't yeah. have a drive yeah how the hell 
Yeah. It's gone, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> obsolete. The, I remember they were talking about CDs back in the day. It's like, you could throw it like a Frisbee and throw it back in. doesn't scratch this and that. And like all of a sudden, cassettes went the wayside. And oh, yeah. Same with vinyl records. But yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I, see, vinyl seems... It's cheap to make, you know, produce CDs. It's really cheap. But I just, just no, like you were saying, it's like nobody has them. Like my car, my 2005 Toyota, like finally took a crap on me. But that had a CD player. And I was bummed because it didn't have auxiliary jack because most of my music was on my iPod. Yeah. You know, and now I have like... Remember the big CD book you keep oh, in your car? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, it, so I have a 2012 car. Yeah. And it still has... It has a CD player. But oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if that's like an extra... You know, <laughs> I, maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. Now, now it's all your phone, and now it's Apple Play. But you yours just is plug your right. Yours yeah. is brand new though. Mine's brand. New. Mine has Apple Play, so you plug your phone in, and your phone comes on like the dash of the car. So like your right. your navigation is like Apple Maps. You just see your phone screen like. See, and I actually like that because I listened to so. With the exception <laughs> of El Mysterioso, <laughs> I man, I I never listen to music anymore. Like, it's always in the news or podcasts. Like, right. if I'm at the gym, yeah. I'm listening to a podcast, yeah. I'm, you know. But then Jamie is huge. I mean, all she does all day is listen to music. Right. And so she has that Apple Play. What's that service you can just listen to? Apple Music. Yeah. Apple, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's another So by thing. default, I have it. Right. But oh. And you can download, like, all you have to do is... Like, if you tell someone, oh, I want to make you a copy of this, they're like, what's the band? Okay, I just hit a button. I have yeah. everything they ever did now because right, right. it's Apple Music. So, anyway, so for people listening that are in that boat, where can – so you It's Bandcamp. Bandcamp. We're not on Spotify. We're still kind of figuring that out. We're Like, technology is still way behind in our Are you in on Spotify? World. No. Uh-uh. I don't even – you know, it's weird because I don't even know how to work that thing. Everybody asks me, like – Spotify. I have no idea. I'm well, such a you know you non-nerd when it comes to that stuff. It. We have yeah. So people are like, hey, are you on Spotify? People or, that like our two fans that don't have iPhones, oh, right? And they're like, how do we listen? Are you on Spotify? And Go the place I host or we host our podcast, yeah. they're like, hey, just click this button. We'll submit it to Spotify for you. And I haven't heard anything. Oh, well, yeah, I, yeah, I've got like just like the app, the podcast app. That's where I found yeah. you guys. Yeah, that's yeah. That, oh, that's the easiest way. And then people oh, come in like, yeah. oh, I have an Android. How do I do <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, we make right. them go on Google Play, I think is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Castbox. Yeah. Castbox, I think. We're, we're learning yeah. as we go, too. Yeah. So. You guys are doing a great job. You're <laughs> way more advanced than I am. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the way Chris learned how to. Uh, <laughs> How to upload was I found a YouTube video yeah. and it was like a it was like a, a thirteen year old kid with right. braces on. Uh. So you want to press this button right here and then you want to, Dude, and that's like how Chris learned. Balls uh. and like okay, you got to do this. Anyone could do this. I'm like slow down. Well, kid. isn't that how you built Legos? <laughs> Wasn't it the YouTube tutorials yeah. that that's how you did like the Millennium Falcon <laughs> and the Death Star? Oh, dude, everything with that's how my I play kid. video no. games. Yeah, <laughs> every fucking question my son asked me like. With school or something, I'm like, hold on a second. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is the answer. Like, <laughs> do why they always... do math equations on YouTube? Can you do that now? I'm sure like, you can, but the thing like is... Algebra or something? Cause like, seriously, I had to tap out. I, eighth eighth grade. Math, got no, advanced. dude. Yeah. Fourth grade. Yeah. Fourth grade, wow. I'm looking at it going, dude, I don't know. Hey, like, I, heard, I heard they're getting rid of new math, by the way, because it was bullshit. 
Dude, I don't even. I, know. Even, I don't even know what. But that thank is. God, my long kid division. Is... I think was the, the, the <laughs> biggest oh, thing. Yeah. But no, seriously. <laughs> and but my son has like straight A's in math, and he doesn't ask me, which is yeah. like I dodged a bullet. Oh, good for you. Thank Dude, God. I know. I was is that just... Jamie? Did Jamie have anything to do that, or is it just your boy just figuring no, it out? No, he's and... like ja- no. Like both of us are like. Oh, really? oh. <laughs> he just goes. I got to get all my answers in class because I can't go home. I today. can't rely on my parents. <laughs> I can't rely on my. But you know the pisser about my son is for like homework when he does have a question. He'll be like, "Hey, Baba, what's this?" And so I'm looking it up. But when he wants to find out something about Fortnite. Oh, oh, he goes. Yeah. Oh, he knows. He, he knows goes, that. but it's like, yeah. why don't you do that shit with school? Make me do it. <laughs> yeah. Freaking jerk. He, yeah. But, um, anyway, so we want to hear, you brought a guitar, so we're yes. going to, we, we're going to have to stop recording and reset up and you're going to, we're going to see about you playing a song for your new album. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, I might need a couple, uh, run throughs, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be more than happy. Yeah. First right. guest ever to play on best frenemies oh awesome I'm you know honored. it was close because one time i was actually gonna bust out a kazoo oh yeah dude skin flute <laughs> <laughs> whoa all right so we're gonna try to get this set up and we will come back with uh el, el mysterioso, mysterioso from los mysteriosos yeah <laughs> Camino de la destrucción 
destrucción Es mi tiempo de estar vivo Sin la molestia de mi corazón All right, that was awesome. That was awesome, but I have a confession to make, Gus. When yes. we talked to you into coming out here, um, I said I was fluent in Spanish. <laughs> I lied. I didn't understand a word you Not said. Not a word, yeah. I what, know the bad words. What was the song, and what's that, what's that about? It's kind of more just finding your road, you know, in life, and which way it's, and, and just picking that where it forks off, like going one way or the other, you know, just trying to, uh, I guess, uh, a, a, a way with, uh, with, uh, you know, living your life, like which road you want to take, you know, sometimes we take the, the wrong turn, turn and, and uh, you just never know until you get there. So just finding your way in life, I guess. And the song title is called? El Camino. Oh, that's the El Camino. And I yeah. know that that's on your new album. Yes. That is. you can get and on you, Bandcamp. So yeah. when we were uh, not recording, you mentioned you're having a record release party. When and where? So we're having our record release party at the Wayfair in Costa Mesa. It's going to be okay, yeah. uh, uh, Friday, November 9th. So a uh, little over a month. That's plenty of time for me to start doing the honeydew list that, so my wife will let me go. To that. Uh, so there just <laughs> code word, if Johnny says, hey, I'm going to try to make it, that's a hard no. No, yeah. I'm going. I'm no, going. No, that's a hard no. Guaranteed, Jamie and I will be there. I'll be there awesome. too. Awesome. Gar- guaranteed. So we have uh, our buddy Dan. He moved to Nashville about a year ago. He lived here in Costa Mesa pretty much, you know, most, well, later in life. But he, he, uh, he had moved to Nashville about a year or so ago. So he's, we're flying him back in to kind of help out with the show. So we're really looking forward to that. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, we're still kind of figuring out who will be playing on that show. But it's going to be a big old party, big huh. old jammy jam. Well, dude, we look forward to that. Yeah, it's stoked and so, then we'll have the album available there we got some t-shirts we found this amazing artist from mexico city who did the album artwork and uh he also did some t-shirts for us too man, what's, I, your, what's your website too because i saw it last night yeah it's uh, uh, losmysteriosos.com so www.losmysteriosos.com and i just want to point out that i am wearing uh, a los it Myster- looks great on you t-shirt yeah. um johnny is not wearing i'm wearing a t-shirt that's still good, though. Look at that, Nashville. You know what? And I, Willie's all, all It says time. It's a picture of Willie Nelson, yeah. and it says, have a Willie nice day, Chris. You know what? But the <laughs> thing is, I really want you to stop wearing tank tops, because sun's out, guns should not be out. <laughs> I just get hot. I'm still in that sweaty cocaine uh, days. Oh, no, I'm like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't miss those days. No. Oh, no, man. I so, do not so. miss those days. It, well, it always ended the same way. It was just, it would just be a bunch of dudes with their shirts off sweating. Oh. <laughs> you know, all I, the chicks would leave, and I, you're like, what the fuck? I love sleeping now. Yes. Yeah, I really oh. look forward to, to being able to fall asleep at a normal hour. Hey, real quick, and yeah. I would have been so fucking pissed at myself if I forgot this, because earlier on, before the song, we were talking about nicknames. Yes. I almost forgot your fucking nickname. Sexy Mexi. <laughs> oh, Sexy Mexi. Sexy Mexi. See, that's, so, a, that's a cool nickname, though, Chris. I know. Dude, Jamie was talking. Man, who was that? 
I think it was like Luann or something. Yeah. And she yeah, mentioned like, hey, you know, Gus. It, oh, yeah. You mean Sexy Maxi? Yeah. And she was like, oh, what? Yeah, Sexy Maxi. We all call him Sexy Maxi. Yeah, that was that came about. I, I didn't hear about it until I think it was like Stever's birthday. One time we were out in Palm Desert and Luann was there and 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 the Ma- the Max were all there too. And then that one came out. And I never heard it. That was the first time I heard that one. But yeah. Dude, Johnny and I yeah. would kill for a name yeah, like, like Sexy Maxi. I had, I had a... What was it? Little Chittle at Blackflies. <laughs> Little, and that's like sl- who it, gave you that one? Do you remember? I don't know who did, and uh, I think, I think Mo did. I I don't know. And then, but in the end, I was always just Little Johnny. Yeah, like, no, it like, was it. Call uh, me whatever you want, yeah, but I was Little I, Johnny. I think I got El Mysterioso from Milk Money. I think he's the one because oh, I really? used yeah because yeah, I used to we'd go to parties and I'd take off without saying goodbye. Yes. and he got like, oh, he looks like he pulled an El Mysterioso. No shit. Yeah, I had so no a, idea. Yeah. Well, and Milk Money, man, that was a great that, name. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then was, he would give himself other gr- great nicknames. He used to call me up and be all, "This is Silk Bunny." <laughs> instead of milk money and i'm like dude you can't have one cool nickname and then another one dude, dude. <laughs> well that's the whole thing about nicknames too you know I, I know there's people out there that just like give themselves their own nickname it's just like you can't give yourself your own nickname. sexy yeah, you maxi can't. you might have to write a song called sexy uh, maxi. maybe dude, sexy maxi that's a fucking <laughs> <laughs> maybe that'll be the name of the next album yes <laughs> love well, sexy maxi love se- <laughs> <laughs> Well, Gus, thank you for coming out. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. It was great to kind of reminisce of the old days, oh. as, as painful as it might be. It you was know, so good to see you. Yeah, dude. it was really good to see you, too. And then we're all growing up now, raising kids. and Yeah, that's, that's the one bullet I've always dodged. But, yeah, <laughs> keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Uncle Gus is, like, forever oh. over here. <laughs> hey, well, okay, so we got an awesome live performance, and we want to put one from the album that people can get on Bandcamp. Yes. What what track would you like us to to? You know, I'm gonna probably go with one. It's like kind of a, our more harder hitting songs, and it's called Unidos. Unidos. Are you gonna remember that, Johnny? I will. I'll write it down for you. All right. What, what does Unidos mean, by the way? United. United. Yeah. It always sounds it's cooler anthemic. in Spanish. I know yeah. it does yeah, sound cooler it, in Spanish. Right. Even like as 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 close to the uh, translation of fantasmas is to the real word phantasms. You know. Yeah. I mean. Spanish is easy. You just throw a little O at the end of it. It's like, uh, you know, that's, that's how you speak Spanish. <laughs> well, in Spanish, why don't you sp- introduce the track and we'll play it right now. Este es, enseguida, el canción de los misteriosos. La, mus- la canción se llama Unidos.
I love technology. Hey, Chris, we're back. Let's talk. Okay, so on this segment, we are going to talk about the uh, Mr. Rogers documentary that... Are you recording right yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, I was looking at Instagram. Sorry. <laughs> technology. Oh, I love technology. <laughs> so we're... Um, the Mr. Rogers documentary. Yes. Won't You Be My Neighbor. It was very, very good. Fuck. I mean, Mr. Rogers was huge part of my childhood. You know what was really... On the television. Striking to me was, I mean, growing up watching Mr. Rogers... Um, So it seemed normal to me. If there was a grown man that kids were so important to him today, my first thought would be like, oh, he's, he's a pedophile. He's Chester. Yeah. Yeah. And just 100% pure hearted towards children. He, and this documentary, I think a lot of times you see documentaries and they, they investigate someone's life and their career. And it's always the, you know, they pull back the curtain and you see things that are like, oh man, he was a dick or, yeah, it kind oh of, man, he was a freaking drunk. Or, it makes you not like him as much. Yeah. Oh, he cheated on his first wife and you blah, blah, blah. Dude, Mr. Rogers was a fucking saint. Like Dude. he was just so good through and through. And someone asked, they were talking, I think it was his father or one of his kids that were on the documentary and they were asked or they said, you know, I'm asked all the time, like, was your father like that? Like, so calm and and um, warm. And he was like, no, that was him. Yeah, that was but, just, he was just so pure. And he was so even keeled. And I don't know. They, and dude, then, we just don't have that anymore. No, and my wife, she she's like, well, this is Mr. Rogers a little bit before my time. And she didn't really want to watch it that much. And I'm just thinking like, Okay, even did, if you don't... Did she like it? She... Eh, yeah, well, that's fair enough. But she didn't watch all of it. And it's like the more... Dude, on his very first week of having his uh, show on public access television, he decides to... Uh, one, his topic is like the Vietnam War. Yeah, he... I mean... For kids. You got to remember, this is a kid's show. In the very first week, he chooses the topic of war. And King Friday <laughs> says, I'm going to have a war because I have all the power and people want to take that from me and I want to stay on top. This is like directed at, at kids. Like, so speaking to kids and treating them with respect and not completely sugarcoating it was very important to him. And he did a really good job. I mean, he talked about, you know, through you know, with various guests that would come on, like racial inequality. Dude, he was a trailblazer. He was a trailblazer. And it's really sad that we just don't have, I just don't see that we have that kind of programming for kids anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're all playing Fortnite. Well, dude, <laughs> yeah, I know. My house is never, I've got, I have controlled the TV again. Um, but, yeah, everything he did was all for the children. He went, like, the public access television was going to get cut his first year. And he went in, to the, in front of the judge and, like... Oh, yeah, the, well, the uh, House... House representatives or... Yeah, they, they had a committee and they were going to cut funding to public or uh, broadcasting. He went in there 
asking for $20 million. And this, and, I, and he wasn't the only one. And most people were dismissed. He's like, look, I don't want you reading your request, blah, blah, blah. And then Mr. Rogers gets up and he's like, okay, I understand you don't want... And he was nervous. Yeah. And he, and he said, I don't want to read it. I understand you don't want people reading it. And he goes, but can I just tell you the lyrics to one of my songs? And he talks about uh, kids not... Even though they're mad to like think and not bite other kids and and that you can still stomp around but think before you do something and the, he won the guy open and he just so the yeah the chairman of the committee I, his name escapes me i mean you see how mr rogers just changed his mind like he went into it and it, i i think i mean i recall that mr rogers was the last he was the last like, person witness to talk. coming to speak and it was like the done deal. He, and you watch as Mr. Rogers changes his mind. It was done. He yeah. was. Ne- they were not getting their money. And by the time Mr. Rogers was done talking to him, he said, well, it looks like you just got yourself $20 million for your public access television. Yeah, it... He's a, he, he was amazing. He, he was really... And to be totally honest, like in the documentary, it talks about <clears throat> he had retired... And then 9-11 happened and he was, they asked him to come back and like speak to it. And like, they're like, Hey, the only one that can really explain something like this to kids is Mr. Rogers. And he came out of retirement to kind of do this PSA. And I was like, I was, dude, he, I don't know. Like he was still around in like 2001. Yeah. Like I had no idea. Like, and yeah, it was really. Cause yeah, one of the, one of the topics of his first year of recording was, um, when uh, Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. Yeah, they talked about that, and they s- showed the clip, and one of the puppets were like, what's assassination? Yeah. And, you know, the thing, I guess the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that, so before the documentary, I just learned that he was uh, an ordained minister. Never knew that either. And I didn't so. know that. And so, and this is this is on me. This is my thing. I have a huge aversion to organized religion i just like i hear someone's you know maybe it's like day and age you know with like pre-sex scandals i just always like immediately turn off and i you know it's just like and he was just he was such the way he lived his life he was such a testament to his religion. And when I think people talk about religion and ministers and how they're good people, and I see a different side of that, I always think the worst. He was that good person. And he really was, you know, inclusive. He had one of his staff members was gay. And this was before coming out gay was acceptable. Yeah. Like it was not acceptable. And he was accepting to this, individual and was like hey i love you for who you are and 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 he was a registered republican and through and through and it i don't know he was just a really good man and i just feel like uh man we just don't have that anymore it's really freaking depressing and uh i i mean i i know i i texted you the picture last night that uh they're doing a biopic of him now hollywood is and i just saw that and none other than Tom Hanks is playing Fred Rogers. Yeah, he'll kill it. He's going to crush it. You know, I'm curious, though, with the, you know, I mean, the documentary, you can just, you know, you're just showing the man's life, you know. But, um, you know, 
Hollywood films, I mean, there's a structure to it and you have to have conflict and there's, I'm curious what that story is going to be. Like I, you know, if it was like getting money for public access and like that whole testimony, that would be like a Hollywood moment of like, you got your money. But Chris, he he did so much. I know. And he did, but I'm curious what. Remember when he decided to have the African-American person be the cop? On the show. Yeah, and it was like, so it was at the time, I mean, they showed footage of this, and I remember hearing this. I don't think I, until that documentary, ever saw the footage, but segregation was such a big thing, and like, um, you know, black people couldn't swim in white pools, and so these black people were swimming in this white pool, and the owner of the pool, like it was at a hotel, started pouring acid. What? walking around dumping acid into the pool so it's like nope no one's swimming in the pool and so mr rogers had uh so the the person on the show the character um that played the police officer was black and he was like hey come in put your feet in my pool yeah. and it was and like, like sharing yeah and, and he would subtly was, like he was so like current and burning topics like he was he like didn't shy away from it and i think now he brought it to the forefront dude. yeah and i i don't see that i mean granted my my son's 13 so i don't watch a lot of kids programs anymore yeah. but you know when he was growing up i did i don't recall ever seeing anything that touched on current events you know and, no and anything like that and it, you know, it's sad. It's sad that, and I think kids, he treated kids as, you know, people and you just had to explain it to him a little bit differently and, you know, but. And he's such, dude, he's, his mannerism stuff were so non-threatening and just, you know, he was a cool fucking dude. I know there's <laughs> a thing now, like, where people will listen to um, Bob Ross painting. Yeah. To go to sleep. Things. Yeah. And it's just like, because his voice is so soothing. Just a happy I think, little tree. I think there. I could do that with Mr. Rogers. In yeah. Your head. Just like, hey, I'm going to put on Mr. Rogers to go to sleep because he's just so calm and like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. So even if you didn't grow up with Mr. Rogers, I highly recommend yeah, it's seeing good. the documentary. It's Especially because re- you're going to go watch the Tom Hanks movie anyways. It'd be cool to actually know the real one. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Two thumbs up. Two best frenemies. Thumbs up. That was recording. Um, I will say that out loud. It'd be nice. If we, hey, all I, our tens of fans need to, like that Heather Locklear commercial back in the day, and I tell someone, and, and then, then they'll they, tell someone, <laughs> and they'll tell someone, we need you guys to start doing that. 
Yeah, you guys need to tell other people. Cause we need Chris, word of mouth. Chris gets mad when he sees the numbers, and uh, we want more numbers. Yeah, we want more numbers. Oh, Chris, guess, God damn it. You know what? You know what's really awesome that I forgot to talk about? Sticking a finger up your butt when no. you masturbate? <laughs> no. Um, that we smell terrific for uh, Be So Clean. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, sorry about that. We didn't mention you in our last podcast. My son had diabetes. Can I keep using that as an excuse? No, dude. And hey, you know what? Since you just broached that subject, <laughs> Coach Jeff and I have noticed this ongoing theme with you. Every excuse you're using now is diabetes. Type 1, diabetes. Yeah, you're using that excuse. And Coach Jeff is like, dude, he said something about it. Like, yeah, it seems like he's using that a lot. You know what? Let me explain. And I told Coach Jeff this yesterday. I'm like, let me explain, Johnny. If he's going on a trip, I'm like like leaving on sunday and i'm like hey dude let's go get some lunch on friday oh i gotta pack <laughs> what i i gotta pack dude we're guys it takes us 10 minutes to pack yeah i, I gotta pack <laughs> you are the excuse king chris just trying to keep people alive over here <laughs> <laughs> anyways be so clean b e s o p c l e a n I, I actually think using that soap is um, getting me laid more. Me too. My wife says that, you know, so I smell good. And it's awesome soap. It's good soap. You turn Chris into a soap snob. Yeah, and, you know, hey, uh, I'm almost out of the soap. So, you know, if you can hook me up with some soap. That'd be and great. I'm, I keep telling people, go on Be Soap Clean and click Shop Now, and it'll take you to uh, Gee Soap's old website. And they have a uh, athletic package, athletic starter pack, and that's where you get the badass water bottle too. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. My kids stole my bottle, dude. You're you should take that away from them. I know, freaking old day. I use that thing for everything. Mm. It's awesome. So put, get get put, the athletic starter pack is what I recommend because you get a couple bars of soap and the liquid soap. Do you put your pre workout in there? I do. And then I uh, rinse it out, and I put water in for the day. And then at night, I put ice, and I put my favorite ginger beer in it. And so it's like my little tumbler, and uh, it's fucking badass. Um, speaking of pre-workout, um, Professor Ian the other day was like, dude, what's up with your mouth? It's all blue. And I'm like, <laughs> pre-workout. Because ah. <laughs> Chris and I... Chris and I don't like a lot of water in the morning, so we'll just take our pre-workout and we'll just dump the powder in our mouth and do a water chaser. Yeah. And they look at us like we're crazy. Yeah. And we're like, who needs all that extra water? Dude, and the one <laughs> I'm doing right now totally stains my tongue. It looks yeah, no. like a freaking a Smurf. You know, no, you know what it looks like? George the Animal Steel. <laughs> Remember how he had the colored tongue and he would bite the turnbuckle? Talking oh, wrestling. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Can we bite in jujitsu? No, you're not supposed to. <laughs> That's John, called that, Johnny just gave me the high sign. Don't <laughs> talk about that. Okay. No, that, that, that's also known as um, if you do something illegal in jujitsu, it's called invisible jujitsu. Like if you're putting the knuckle in somebody's rib cage. Oh yeah, I do that with Kenji. It's invisible because he's a dick. He'll dig his chin into you, so I fight back. Uh, actually, you know, I've discovered a new move that if Kenji starts digging his chin in me, I just grab his hair. I, uh, you? I grab his hair. Is He's it like, like the face slap that I do to you when you kids sweep me? Dude, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you tried to do that the other You son of a bitch. That pissed, it, 
That Any, pisses me off. Anytime I, Chris knocks me on my butt, when he starts coming forward, I slap him across the face. I do it like every time we roll. Dude, <laughs> fucking asshole. Look, you got me man now. All right. I got a recommendation. And I'm furious about it. I'm fucking pissed off now. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, okay. My recommendation is the novel Cherry by Nico Walker. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Are we talking about a book? Son of a bitch. So this, no, you would like this book. So I became aware of this book because I read the Hollywood trades and uh, there was a bidding war going on for this book. It was published like earlier this month, like on a Wednesday or, or no Tuesday. I think that's new book day. And there was a bidding war going on that week. And, but there were a couple offers on the table, but he's in prison I know about this book. Yeah, he's in prison. He has a an 11-year sentence, and he has two more years. But he wrote this novel in prison. And so all these Hollywood people, these studios, are bidding for the rights to make his novel into a film. But he only has 15 minutes of weekly telephone time, and, and he, he ran, ran out. out. So they're like, <laughs> hey, uh, they're like, well, what the hell? What's going on? Uh... Yeah, we've got to wait till next week uh, to talk to Nico because he doesn't have any telephone time. Yeah, the bidding war had to be put on hold. So, is it? But they found it. It was the Russo brothers who did Infinity War. Um, I guess their production company bought it for a million dollars. What's the name of the book again? It's called Cherry. And he. So the story is I mean, it's semi autobiographical. Uh, he, yeah. he went to. He was a medic in Iraq. And so he, in the novel, it, the, the character, you know, is a medic in Iraq, you know, comes home, develops Wait, PTSD. Didn't he get, didn't he have a drug problem in Iraq? Uh, no, I, no. I was, I was under the impression he had. But he came home and he developed a, I mean, he was self-medicating. It was an undiagnosed uh, PTSD. Started self-medicating with pills, which then evolved into heroin, and so then he started robbing banks. And in real life, Nico Walker, I guess, robbed, it was... I think he robbed four banks? No, ten. Ten banks. He robbed ten banks, but the thing is, it's so dumb. He gave this interview, I read this interview with him, and he's like, no, it's great because the book, the book sells, I'm able to pay back, make restitution to the banks. He only he robbed ten banks and he only got forty thousand dollars. He was a heroin addict though. Dude, I'm like forty thousand dollars. <laughs> but anyway, so he And also I want to point out too that no one was harmed in his robberies. Yes, yes. Because that's, so, that's a big thing. So the son of Sam, because of him, they passed a law that if you harm people, like you kill people and through your crimes, you cannot make money off that. Like you can't sell your book rights or, you know, film rights. So, Nico, I mean, he gets out in two years. He's going to be sitting on a freaking million dollars from Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but he, you know what? It was, I read the book. It was good. I liked it. It was his first book. I, I mean, he described in the, at the end of the book, he described the process. And then the publisher that reached out to him, because I guess there was an article on like BuzzFeed on him. Yep. And so this publisher read it and was just like, hey, this guy's got an interesting story and kind of started giving him suggesting novels for him to read and sending him novels and it really encouraged him to write. And so Nico Walker was really forthcoming of like, I mean, he just started pounding away on a typewriter and giving this guy pages and essentially 
like they all sucked and he was just like keep going yeah keep going. and then finally he sent something he was like okay that was good more of that yes <laughs> so you need to do that and it was good i liked it so i recommend it cherry by nico walker that's awesome okay so my recommendation i'm just gonna come out and say it, chris blu-ray copy of solo a star wars story Okay, so is it really, is it a copy you purchased, or did your friend no, illegally you download it? I, no friends. I went to... <laughs> no tar- friends. I don't have friends. <laughs> I went to Target and uh, bought it at Target. Uh, Was that the first, actually, movie you've purchased in, like, 10 years? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, but here's the deal, dude. And this is why I, I felt the need I have to recommend this. The Last Jedi... I know I was one of the very few people that actually enjoyed The Last Jedi for it just being... Well, let's be honest. Any movie you go to the theater to watch, you're going to like I'm I'm happier than picking shit. I got <laughs> popcorn. I got red vines. I got a slurpee in my hand. I'm in the dark for two hours and no one's talking to me. It, it, it doesn't take much to make you happy. Yeah, <laughs> that's always been the rule. Like, I trust you on music, but your movie picks are horrible because I know you're just happy having you're like red vines. like my son. If you take the time to watch it, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Really? But I do see, I understand why people didn't like Last Jedi. There's a lot of <laughs> plot holes and unnecessary stuff with Princess Leia flying back <laughs> into the ship that I can't, I can't uh, justify worst. that. But b- this is what I think happened. I think that movie turned off so many people. Even though everyone went and saw it, it turned off so many people that nobody wanted Solo six months later. They're yeah, like, it was burnt they, out. It made a lot of people say, fuck you, Star Wars franchise. And unfortunately, Solo was a kill. I liked Solo just as much as I liked Rogue One. I loved Rogue mm, One. I mean, I liked Solo, but I mean, Rogue One was really special. I liked them both. I thought the standalone movies were cool. And it was looked at as a flop because so many people just didn't give it a chance. And I'm telling you right now. That, like, even when I went in to see Solo, my arms were crossed. I was like, who's this fucking... No one, no one can play Han Solo but Harrison Ford. And for the first 20 minutes, my arms were crossed. And you know what? Something happened. He won me over. The movie was super enjoyable. Um, everyone needs to give it a chance. Watch the movie. If you see me out on the street, you can tell me, hey, I, I gave it a chance. You suck. I don't like it. <laughs> but I do think it was awesome. And did you... Let me tell you this, Chris. You've seen... You've seen Last Jedi and you've seen Solo. What did you like more? Oh, I hated Last Jedi. Okay. So, no, I liked Solo. I, and I wasn't going to go see it, but we had friends that know I... Because Last see, Jedi turned you off so much. Though. Yeah, it was just zero desire. Normally with Star Wars films, I will always buy advance tickets. And my, like I see that opening weekend. Solo, I didn't. I ended up going, you know, because the friends reached out to Jamie like, hey, let's all go. And I was like, yeah, whatever. No, it was enjoyable. Like, it was Dug not... It. Yeah. No, it was good. Everyone, please give it a chance now. So they can continue to put my Boba Fett movie back on track. Because <laughs> all the standalones have been cut at this moment because uh, cause of this. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. And let's, let's talk about... Uh, sure, the, we're, we're the, song, the song I'm going to... Um, it's not a new song that I'm going to take you out with. But in honor of Gus and Los Misterioso... You're going to play someone else's music? I am. Only because. <laughs> what a dick. Only. Well, no. 
Only because I th- this was always going through my mind. We, the group Ween had a rad Spanish style song, kind of tongue in cheek, and it's just a rad story, and it's called Buenos Tardes Amigos, and uh, check it out. Thanks. Buenos tardes, amigo. Hola, my good friend. Cinco de Mayo on Tuesday. And I hoped we'd see each other again. You killed my brother last winter. You shot him three times in the back. In the night, I still hear Mama weeping. Oh, Mama still dresses in black. I looked at every fiesta for you. I wanted to greet Maybe I'd sell you a chicken With poison interlaced with the meat You, you look like my brother Mama loved him the best He was head honcho with the ladies Mama always said was blessed the village all gathered around him they couldn't believe what they saw I said it was you that had killed him And that I'd find you and upstand the law. The people of the village believed me. Mama, she wanted revenge. I told her that I'd see that she was honored. I'd find you 
and put you to death. Again. Yeah. 